Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. What is up, my good wrestling fans? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode number three hundred eighty-five. Big Hoss, how's everybody? How's 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 life treating you up there? Up there in West Virginia. Oh, it's going pretty good. How about yourself there, Chris? Oh, man, it's been a great... We had a great couple of weeks of wrestling with Dynamo Pro. Uh, we got some more great action coming up this whole month. It's it's St. Louis is hopping right now with wrestling action. And I see, I believe, WDWA has an event this week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, they've got a big event coming up. And, uh, and this event, uh, Clay Jacobs, or whatever he wants to call himself this week. I mean, he's got like five different names. Uh, he is actually going to go in an unsanctioned match against ISP. Uh, nice. So they, they're going to start off by signing waivers uh, mm-hmm. for this match because these two have just been at it, and I can't wait to see it. I tell I, you, ISP is not one one man to mess with. But can we can we get can we get Joey Lance tasered again just for the fun of it? I mean. <laughs> I don't know. After he got tasered and beat up last time, or the actually it was time before last, but anyway, the last time he was beat up, uh, he walked around at the last show with a neck brace on all night. You oh know, god! So, but um, he'll like he'll like this because I believe it's not quite yet confirmed, but we might be actually having the, his favorite wrestler, the Snitch, on the show later this month. So I'm 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 working on it. Me and Luke are working on it, so we're ho- we're hoping to make it happen. So I think that'll make Joey very happy. Oh yeah, I have heard the uh, the rumors that 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 might be happening, and I've even heard rumors that he may be wanting to join for that show. So. I mean, he he should. I mean, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna just you know praise all over all over the snitch. But I mean, it'll be, it'll be kind of awkward to see, but I mean, I guess I get, I, I guess we all got to do something. So, but I guess I need to bring in my co-host for this week, the one and only the media director of Dynamo Pro wrestling, wrestling, St. Louis wrestling legend. I'm, takes, I'm not sure if he's ready yet. Uh, I don't see his camera on. Uh Oh, up oh, there he is. Okay. Oh, uh, St. Louis wrestling legend. And uh, he takes care of us here at the Russell talk podcast by making sure we got everybody booked and times and set and everything. So bring in the one and only Luke Roberts, Luke, my brother. 
<laughs> well, gentlemen, first of all, Chris, thank you for such a warm introduction. And just to let you know, no, that does not mean we're going to trade offices once we're done getting all the renovations done. First of all, uh, I want to give a fair bit of a shout out to all of the great viewers of the Russell Talk podcast who are here on the program tonight. Also, I want to say that the previous views were that of Chris Rodell and Chris Rodell specifically himself. Um, I know Joe has been recovering from that incident. And um, again, it's one of those I couldn't even begin to fathom having what happened to Joe happen inside the square circle. Also, Chris, to give you an idea, as you can see right here, I've got a large amount of information here as it relates to the interview with the snitch. I don't know what it's been, but since um, he won his match with Outcast, it seems like there's been even more and more and more and more and more paperwork from his representation i don't know what it is i know we've been i know we've been negotiating to get him on the show what's he asking for is he asking for like blue m&ms or you know uh, i'm gonna tell you right now this is the most recent copy that i've gotten and again ever since he won the match with outcast and again shout out to outcast too as well here on the rest of the podcast this evening it seems like every time i turn around there's something new from the snitch and Right now, I, you would agree with me, Chris. He has been a very vicious man since winning that matchup. He wants to make a statement. And if he's going to come here on the Russell Talk podcast, I don't know what to expect. Like I said, we've got a lot of great people already joining us here this evening on the program. Unfortunately, unfortunately Dick Douglas is here. So, you know, I have to say, last week he was gone taking care of the State of the Union. He was doing a wonderful job taking care of that. Um, I know he has been traveling around the world presenting his message to all of those in the professional wrestling world uh, that are there. Also, uh, as Sunny Money put out there just a few moments ago, shout out to Mike Outlaw. Uh, had a death in his family this past week. Um, again, our, our condolences, our thoughts, uh, everything going out to the family of Mike Outlaw. Uh, a lot of a lot of bad things going on in the world of <laughs> professional wrestling. And hashtag, you know what? Yeah, hold, hold on, time out, time out. Dick Douglas is just mad because he was booed out of the Concordia Turner's Hall last month at at, at uh at um Mardi Gras Mayhem or Mardi Gras Mischief. That is true, and like I said, there's a lot of things to talk about here, and and I'm just gonna let the commentary go. For right now. <laughs> It's already going to be a I feel like Renee and Dick Douglas are taking their regular show to the comment section. I mean, it's it's great to see. I mean, I love it. I mean. Well, I got to tell you right now, guys. I mean, again, we want to first of all, again, say thank you to all the viewers that are watching tonight. We got a lot of great wrestling action here. And also make it a point to check out your comments because, like I said, we're right here. KCXW coming back into action on April 23rd in Kansas City, Kansas. Um, guys, we got a great show. We got the returning Tim before, I was going to say, before we talk about the guests, do we want to talk about Dynamo Pro Wrestling returning on the 26th of March with Lethal Lottery? I mean, well, how- what, let's 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 hold on to that because we want to talk okay. about our great guest tonight. We've got this is kind of like a, a, a MMWA episode because we have uh longtime MMWA personality returning to the show. Tim Miller coming on the program here at about 730. Uh, we've been working on things. And again, I have to say a very special shout out to the tech crew. We had a lot of technical issues this evening trying to get things ready to go for tonight's program. And, and again, we got Tim Miller. He's going to be on at about 730. And then 815, we're going to have a fa- another face-to-face confrontation fresh off the con- uh, conversation last week between the infamous Tyler Copeland 
and Mr. Extraordinary Benjamin Trust, uh, Predator Champion versus Championship <laughs> match. Shout out to both men. From what I've seen, it was a great matchup. Benjamin Trust wind up walking out with two championship belts. Um, we're going to have a great show here tonight. Uh, Dynamo Pro Wrestling is going to be in action. We're going to be talking a little more about the Lethal Lottery uh, coming up here on <laughs> um, on March 26th. We've also got a couple other events coming up in April and well we're going to talk about tonight. But you know something, guys? Besides our great viewers and besides all the people behind the scenes that help make this very, very meaningful broadcast uh, happen every each and every week, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take just a minute and acknowledge our sponsors and Hawks. <coughs> go ahead and put those sponsors here on the screen. Uh, we want to thank Everything Combat, Kincaid Arcade, Esports Bar, Kansas City, our good friends over at Interstate 70 Sports Media had an opportunity to be on Roundabout Sports last Wednesday evening with the maestro Jeremy Carp, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, the fine folks to put together our website, Rathbun Engraving, home of the FWWC mugs, I'm sorry, the uh, World, the WrestleTalk podcast mugs, BTS the rentals. Uh, <clears throat> we have the uh, our good friends over at the FWWC. And guys, I can tell you right now, I don't know and, if you've had a chance to go online and look, but if you've ever needed a stylish haircut, you need something to take care of things for a great look. You need to make it a point. After you've got an opportunity to get things done, you need to check out Noble Men's Barber Lounge in Kansas City. Had an opportunity. I keep seeing more things from Pete the Barber, and there have been so many cool things that he can do with, with, with hairstyles and things like that. Guys, he is just phenomenal. If you want a great haircut and you're in the Kansas City area, check him out. Uh, and, great, and, a great and, experience you will have. And Hoss, do you have one of those WrestleTop mugs that, that we've been talking about? Do you have the WrestleTop mug there that you can show them from Rathbun Engraving? That's right. You can get that. You reach out to one of us. We'll we'll get you we'll get you hooked up to where you need to go to order it. Um, Twenty dollars plus shipping and handling. Yeah, and 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 it makes the it makes the drink taste twenty one percent better. Yeah, it's true. That is true. And you know something, guys? I was just thinking about it. And again, I got to admit, I kind of stumbled over my words today. It's been a long Tuesday. I mean, we talk about the snitch. We talk about our guests. You know something, guys? I think I'm just kind of thinking ahead here. Maybe we need to visit the idea of the FWWC mug. I mean, I mean it's, the, it's the world's premier fantasy wrestling group. Uh, Haas, takes, Haas is a big part of that. Oh, yeah. I'm a general manager on the uh, Infinite brand this year, and uh, it, it's a good time over there. We and, all enjoy it. And, 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 and Susie's, Susie's also a part of it. Shout out to Susie. Uh, taking good care of Haas all the time. So That I mean, is true. And, and Chris, like I said, I believe in, in Haas and, and also, every Thursday I, night. Is it? What's the what's the podcast for that? Uh, thur- Thursday nights at 7.30. You guys, this time, seven thirty central, eight p.m. on the East Coast. Make it a point to check them out if you want to be a part of the world's greatest professional wrestling fantasy group, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Uh, you can also get more information on that WrestleTalkPodcast.com, and also you can make it a point to check it out on social media. Guys, I got to tell you, since the last time we talked, 
man has the landscape of professional wrestling changed. There is so much stuff to talk about. I don't know how we're going to fit everything into high spots tonight. Right. right. We got we, we could do just a whole show just of high spots, but I think actually uh, I, we need to throw it over to Big Hoss because uh, we, we, we got one more thing we got to do before we get to high spots. That is true. And Chris, we got the national. You got to take, take care got, of some stuff too here. So yeah, we got the national anthem to take care of. So yes, we Hoss, do. Big Hoss, take it away. You, this is usually Joey. Usually takes care of the. We used to take care of this all the time. I think it's more. It's most appropriate for you to go ahead and lead us in to honoring this great, great country. That's right. So it's at this time, if you would please remove your cap if you're wearing one. Place your hands over your heart as we honor the best damn country around, and that is America, damn it. Gentlemen, I gotta tell you, right it brings now, it brings brings a tear to your eye, but I don't know if it's a tear of joy or a tear <coughs> of God. Thank God it's over. Well, you know something, guys. It's always a great thing each and every week as we pay homage to the country known as the United States of America here. And again, one of those opportunities here to recognize um, all of our great men and women here in the United States of America, as well as our armed forces, uh, making sure that we recognize them each and every week. Uh, also, guys, I was just sitting here looking at some of the comments that have been going on here. We've got some new people in the house. Uh, we're going to have some more guests. We've got a couple people who've joined us tonight who we're going to have here in the next couple weeks. But you know something right now, gentlemen? It's time for that big spot every week. And thank you for putting that up there on the screen. Right. We, uh, we, we, we've, wondered, we've wondered that. For months, I mean, it's slightly better than the Carl Lewis one, and when I say slightly better, I mean not really. I mean, uh, you know something, guys. If if you have an opportunity uh, to find or have any recommendations for anything on the show, make it a point to put it in the chat. We got a lot of great things that we're going to be adding to the show as the weeks and the months go on, gentlemen. We can't delay anymore, so let's go ahead, Hoss. If you would hit the music for this week's episode of the High Spot segment right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Mike check, Mike check. Yeah. All right, all right. Russell Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Now 
real quick, let's put this up. Uh, we got the commissioner of the MMWA in the house tonight. Uh, my, uh, we got Shaft in the house tonight, taking good care of things. He takes care of things every Thursday night from, uh, I believe it starts at 5. Am I, am I right? Outside the ring. I believe STL. it's 5 to 7 outside the ring STL. Also got to give a shout out to DJ Money with that great high spots introduction. And also, we didn't mention him earlier, but we want to spend a special thank you out to Hank Hudson, who gave us that great introduction for the show that you hear each and every week right here on the Russell Talk podcast. Now, now, Hoss, I got to tell you right now, you put up the first question, and I'm going to turn things over to Chris here in a minute. The first question that we have tonight that we're going to talk about, was Revolution the best AEW pay-per-view in company history? Chris, I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you here because there's a lot of stuff we can talk about in the world of AEW right now. I was going to say Revolution was really good. It's probably been one of the better ones that I've seen. I missed several of the of the pay-per-views when they first started. Um, I did not watch All In, um, which they just acquired because of the purchase of Ring of Honor. So, uh, But Revolution was a really good pay-per-view top to bottom. I it was long. It was kind of long, but it didn't seem long because I mean, you had so you had so much happening. And can we give a shout out to to Sting, sixty two years old, and channeling New Jack with that spot with that table spot? I mean, you saw you guys both saw that table spot, right? Yes, sir. Sixty two years old. He's going to be sixty three in a couple of weeks. Are you kidding me? Well, I got to tell you right now, guys, we talk about it. There was one thing that really um, that really surprised me. And that's one thing I really I've really come to enjoy from AEW is you hear all the things about professional wrestlers from across the globe joining professional wrestling companies, in particular AEW. But the one that surprised me after a phenomenal contest between Brian Danielson and John Max, uh, John Moxley. Who appears but William Regal? That one to me, I got to tell you right now, right then and there, I, I I don't know what it was. I just felt like AEW just got turned in a completely different direction. Um, the idea, if those three men come together, just the technical ability blended with the violence that they could bring, it's going to be... It, unreal time and i gotta tell you right now we've been seeing a lot of things here on the on the chat guys i I squeal i squealed a little bit whenever regal came out i'm like that's regal (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean it was you know something too chris you get a look at it again i know it's been we've talked about it too uh the main event matchup between adam cole and adam pierce or adam page i was gonna say adam pierce we shove out to Adam Pierce too. I know that he's been traveling in the last few days as well. But Adam Page, Adam Cole, I got to tell you, I was impressed. Both the men delivered on their main event matchup. And I got to tell you right now, to me, I don't say that Revolution was the best pay-per-view that AEW's had. But I got to tell you, from what I saw, it was definitely worth the money spent. Hoss, you've been kind of sitting there quiet on the topic what are your thoughts about revolution um honestly i did not get to actually watch revolution um i have seen you know some highlights here and there from different things 
and it looks like it was a pretty good pay-per-view. Um, but I have also heard from a lot of people that, you know, they don't think it was the best pay-per-view that they could have put on. They, they feel there were things that could have been better, but, uh, you know, uh, there's things that everybody likes and everybody dislikes. So I actually think that the women's title match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa kind of underdelivered for for once, and it, I don't think it matched up to their lights out match that they had, you know, previously. Well, I got to tell you right now, Chris. I don't know realistically. I mean, these two women have a very storied history. I don't know after that lights out match. I don't know if you can follow that. Those two women left everything they could in the ring. And I mean, again, it was it was a solid matchup. I mean, both women. I mean, it women, wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like it didn't grip you. I mean, I I can see where you're coming from on that. But and, you know, and, again, we we talk about revolution, and while we were at it, um, another thing out there, and it's kind of kind of strange that we we have to talk about the six days removed from the big announcement. Tony Khan announcing that uh, that he has purchased Ring of Honor. I mean, we kind of tie this into the AEW pay-per-view. Um, I got to look at it right now. I'm one of those where I felt that, AE, that, that, that Ring of Honor would be coming back. I mean, that's my <coughs> view. It's been my view for a long time. But the idea of the owner of AEW was the one that purchased Ring of Honor. There are so many avenues that this can go now. And I got to tell you right now, this really has me intrigued. Uh, Haas, I, I mean, well, I'm going to Haas here. Haas, what do you think um, about the sale of ROH to Tony Khan? You know, honestly, I, I am also one that um, I, I thought ROH would uh, come back, and I, I was hoping to see them return to uh, the original glory that they had when they uh, first started. Um. So I, I was surprised at the sale, um, and I, I'd love to really know how he's going to use that. Um, I've heard that, you know, he may put another show on uh, under their banner. I have heard that he bought them just for the uh, tape library. Um, so I'd love to know how he's really going to use it because I would hate to see them get buried at this point because they really had a good product before they uh, had to cease operations for a while. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's the thing. Uh, the tape library is probably one of the most uh, valuable things they have since it goes back to what, 2012, I believe. Oh, I mean, no, I, no, Chris. I think we're talking about it before. I think as, as Tony Khan said, you're looking at the idea of uh, 20 of twenty plus years. And you know something here? we got a couple of cool comments here. One, uh, again, Sunny Money bringing out there. Love to have the opportunity to see a Ring of Honor show. Uh, also talked about uh, CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan, kind of in a reunion deal. And, and another name, as we can see here, uh, former guest of the show, Jeremy Lightfoot, bringing something forward here. And, and Haas, I, wanna, I want you to go ahead real quick here, and I want you to throw up uh, Mr. Lightfoot's comment as well. Brings up a real interesting point, and I gotta tell you, it definitely interests me. Hopefully, with the purchase, we'll see Delirious in an AEW ring. That intrigues me just as much as the sale. Right. I mean, and 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 the thing that Tony Khan one one gets from the sale is he finally gets his hands on the uh, the the footage of uh, 
all of the all all in the the which was the I guess you could say the what the, the springboard to what AEW became. Mm-hmm. Um because uh from what I understand the Bucks own the uh the the branding of it, but but Ring of Honor owned the the footage of it because they used the Ring of Honor uh production crew and everything. So ROH owned that. So so now he's got that that he can play off of. Uh, but yeah, Delirious in an AEW ring. Delirious is such a smart man. Is such a smart man. I mean, I can't have a conversation with him because I don't understand him. But he's he's a great wrestler. I've seen him in matches here in the St. Louis area. I've seen footage of him with like Billy McNeil and Dingo and all of that. So I just and, you, and Chris, you got to look at one thing too. Uh, the idea of Delirious, we could potentially see yet again Delirious versus Matt Seidel. Yes, match exactly. that originated here in St. Louis. And I got to tell you right now, when you look at those kinds of things, I mean, again, the possibilities truly are endless with this uh, transaction taking place. And I got to tell you right now, you talk about Delirious, do you have an opportunity to go back to WrestleTalkPodcast.com? You can catch a very exclusive interview. That the ring of the, the the Ring of Honor zone delirious took part in as a part of the Russell Talk podcast at NatsuCon. Very mm. few, very few professional wrestling podcasts, any form of media has interviews with Delirious. Check out the Russell Talk podcast, and you can you can hear Delirious live. As we were able to talk with them during and and, and and the Ring of Honor thing actually kind of brings you back. We kind of go full circle here. We go back to Revolution where CM Punk came out in his Ring of Honor gear to his to the AFI song that he came out to for a long time as a as kind of a throwback. Which people are like, why did he come out to that? Not to cult of personality. It's story. It's storytelling. It, it was like the whole thing was back when MJF was a fan. So MJF was a fan of CM Punk and Ring of Honor. Why not break out the Ring of Honor tights, the Ring of Honor music, you know? I get I I get I guess I didn't watch Ring of Honor back in that those days, so I don't really remember that. But as people said, it's a good throwback. Well, guys, I got to tell you right now, we could spend like you said, Chris, we could spend the most most of this show if not more talking about AEW. But we would be remiss to to, uh, conclude this high spot segment without talking about WWE. And I got to tell you right now, last night, one of the things that really registered with me the most, there's a lot of things that would register with the fans of professional wrestling. The thing that registered with me most last night about Monday Night Raw was Edge's entrance into the ring. I got to tell you, on one hand, I sensed an energy that I haven't sensed in a long time. But mm-hmm. also, it kind of made me a little bit uneasy. And I don't mean that in a bad way. To me, something about Edge was different. We talked about Chris Jericho in the past always being able to reinvent himself. I think last night, we very well could have seen the next the next phase of the career of the rated R superstar. And I got to tell you, it was an Bro- undertake. It was an undertaker esque type 
uh, intro. I mean, you know, with the purple light and everything. I mean, I just, I don't know. I guess we'll give it. I'll give it some time because I don't. Because I th- one, I think Edge and AJ Styles is probably going to be a banger of a match anyway. So it's 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 not. That's not even. An, that's not even a uh, question. I just don't know exactly where they're going yet. So I need to. I need to kind of see this a little bit. A little bit further down the line. That is true. And like I said, we had a couple other major things go on. And Haas, I'm going to ask you about this one. The next thing to talk about is RK Bro winning back the Raw Tag Team Championships. What are your thoughts about RK Bro becoming now two-time Raw Tag Team Champions? You know, I'm, I'm actually glad to see that they got them back. They are a tag team that I, I actually tend to like them. And, uh, you know, I think at first when you think of the pairing of the two, it's kind of like, really? Who, what, what would make you to put them together? But they actually do work well together. And, you know, they are entertaining and I, I enjoy watching them. So I'm glad to see them get them back. I'm actually surprised, though, that they got them back prior to Mania. I would have thought that they would, uh, they would leave them where they were until Mania. I, 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 it, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of interesting to see Randy Orton's, uh, uh, evolution, no <laughs> evolution, no, no pun intended in this, that Randy Orton looks like he's having the absolute blast inside and outside of the ring with Matt Riddle. I mean, I wouldn't pick those two to really go together because it's kind of like the younger brother, older brother, combination that you just know that the older brother is going to eventually snap on the younger brother. And I think we're going to see it. I was actually surprised it didn't happen because I, I thought they were going to go for a riddle, uh, a riddle, riddle Orton match at mania, but I'm happy with the way it went and it kind of helps you out. I mean, and, and like, like the night owl said, alpha Academy has been great lately. I mean, they've, they've, you know something, guys? I look at something else too here, and this is kind of the kind of a unique situation, and that is, you see the stuff with uh, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. You see the Alpha Academy. You see Rated RK Bro. And surprisingly, on the outside, kind of looking in on the whole situation, is the Street Profits, a team that really has been turning some heads in the WWE, and right now. They're on the outside. Hopefully, they can find themselves a way into the championship picture before WrestleMania because I can tell you right now, Montez Ford and Angela Dawkins, these two men, to me, are the future of the tag team division in the WWE. I agree. And I really hope that we get an opportunity to see them as a part of the showcase of the Immortals WrestleMania. (laughs) Two nights this year. Uh, make it a point. If you want to watch it, you can check it on Peacock. And again, we're going to have Tim Miller join us here in just a minute. And gentlemen, we have one more thing we want to throw out there, but I think we want to stew on this one a little bit because this one has a lot of implications for Mania. And that is, we're going to talk about this after our um, interview in just a couple moments with Tim Miller. And that is, it was made official last night. The challenge was thrown out. Kevin Owens requesting Stone Cold to meet up with him at WrestleMania. And as you see right here on the screen, what are your thoughts on KO and Stone Cold? Make it a point to throw it out here in the chat. We're going to let that one kind of stew here for a bit. And we're going to talk about that one in the second hour because 
there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Right. That could be a whole episode in itself, too. But like I said, right now at this point, Hoss, I just want to double check here because we've been having some tech issues all day. Um, my question to you is, is our first guest standing by? Yes, he is. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead here. And I got a little bit of a surprise for the viewers of the WrestleTalk podcast here this evening. As many of you know, my broadcast colleague, Chris Rodell, and I have known each other, what, Chris? 25 20-something years, years, long time. I'm old now, so, I mean. Well, that's that's your choice, Chris. You're (laughs) only as young as you feel. And I got to tell you right now, I mean, the man we're going to talk about here in a minute has been involved with wrestling pretty much his entire life. He grew up uh, under the banner of the MMWA and the South Broadway Athletic Club. He spent many years behind a microphone. He had the opportunity to watch some of the greatest light heavyweights heavyweights, tag teams, you name it, in the world of professional wrestling here in St. Louis. Had an opportunity here. Uh, I've seen some uh, people bouncing in here saying that he is a true legend in the history of Midwest professional wrestling. And I got to tell you, a little bit of history here for those that are uh, unaware. Many people know Chris Rodell and myself as a broadcast team. Many people know Jeremy Carp and I as a broadcast team. Even Richard Douglas and I as a broadcast team. But the man who gave Chris Rodell his first opportunity to step behind a microphone, to call play-by-play for professional wrestling many, many years ago. Many moons ago. Many, many, many years ago was the man who's going to be joining us tonight And actually, ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor, my privilege to welcome back to the WrestleTalk podcast, my good friend and a very loyal member of the WrestleTalk podcast family. Show some love for our good friend, Tim Miller. Tim, we're... Tim, how are you doing, good sir? I am. I I'm very well. I said you look like you're prepared to. You look like you're prepared to go back in the ring, there, sir. You got a looks like a championship belt across your shoulder, man. You look ready to rock and roll here tonight on the Russell Talk Podcast, dude. I I have a lot to talk about, and and we got to discuss this. All right. Well, like I said, for those of you that have questions for Tim Miller, make it a point to put it in the chat. We've been having a very active chat here. We've had a lot of people, and, and I had an opportunity here uh, when I was talking to Tim uh, over the course of the last few days. Tim, i got to tell you, uh, you told me that there are a lot of people that you and I have known for many, many years, and Rodell's been known a lot of these wrestlers too. There have been a lot of names that have been popping here tonight right here on the chat, and I'm going to tell you, this is an interview that a lot of people have requested. Uh, I know you've wanted to come back on the program. Chris and I have talked about it. And uh, the Night Owl himself, the last time you came on the program, was amazed at the knowledge base that you have. So we just want to go ahead real quick here, and we're not going to take a lot of time. We're going to jump right into things that you can share stories about, you can tell us about, because as I said, you are a fountain of information. 
My first question to you is this. When you talk about your long term or your long amount of time in professional wrestling, what place does the South Broadway Athletic Club hold in your heart? Number one. Number one, Luke. Uh, that's where I learned everything. South Broadway is number one, dude. Uh, it was the mecca of St. Louis wrestling after, after wrestling at the chase, fold it. Herb, Tony, they made it a point to make South Broadway on the map. And, and I think you'll agree with this, Luke. Me and you shared the same gimmick. Mm -hmm. Many, and, many years ago. Many, yes. many years ago. Yes. We were the Red Devil. Mm -hmm. and, and, dude, I, I cannot tell you how important. Dude, we're still making an impact on wrestling. We're still. Well, you know, Tim, we talked about in a previous interview uh, about how you basically grew up in the world of professional wrestling through the South Broadway Athletic Club, through the MMWA. And, and I got to tell you right now, my question is this. Uh, in the last couple of years, we have lost a man, as you said, who, who really was the backbone of the MMWA, that being uh, Tony Costa. Yes. And can you can you give us just a, a, a little bit about your connection with Tony Costa, not just in your career, but in your, your personal life as well? I will. And, and I'll tell you this. When I needed Tony, he was there. He he was more than a character. The man was amazing. I I choke up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right, Tim. I totally, I totally agree with you, man. He he created a character. And and he he gave me control of the MMWA. That's amazing, Luke. Well, and he was and, and he wasn't a guy that, that took any anything. If you if you stepped up to him, he would he's this kind of guy that would probably slap you down. He he was four foot seven. <laughs> he he was little. But he would smack you in a minute. Absolutely. You know, Tim, I, I think back to, to many of the wrestlers who came through the doors of the MMWA over the course of your career. And, and again, seeing some of the names that have been brought up, guys like Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt and Lightning, the Freedom Team, the Wave Spies, little yes. guys like Tony Costa, the legendary Ed Smith. You mentioned Herb Simmons. John Blackheart. Um, John Blackheart, Pete Madden, uh, General yes. Jim Lord. I mean, we could go on. We talked about AEW earlier on. I mean, we could talk about the history of St. Louis wrestling and, and the South Broadway Athletic Club for an entire show. And, and I'm sorry about my beat-up face right now. You know, my living right now, as we talked about earlier, Luke, I, I go hands-on. Mm-hmm. Tim, I've never known you not to go hands on. Right, I've I've seen you jump off of a a twenty foot ladder, a twenty foot rolling ladder onto 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 Luke's brother. So um. I was I was the first one that did that. Yeah, don't don't let the Hardys fool you. <laughs> I was the first one that did that. I jumped onto Billy Bob. I did it twice. Mm -hmm. Ernie at occasions. You remember this, Luke? He was like, no, no, no. And 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 Chris Knight and, and Philly Blunt, my, my best friend Cecil, pushed him to the side. 
and we did it twice. So so let's let's talk about some of the wrestlers that you've ma- you've managed. The one that I remember the first time I believe working with you, it was a match between uh, the M- MVWA champion uh, Viper and the MMWA SICW champion Saber at the time. I believe it was yes. And can we can we just talk about how Saber had the most perfect flying elbow that you would want to ever see? It, it, oh, I'll, it, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, the Saber was amazing he is still one of my best friends and i'll tell you what his elbow would would put anyone away that 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 would end hulk hogan when when he lands that it's over and i was amazed that viper kicked out right i mean and and that 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 was actually kind of one of the first if you think about it at that time everyone it's still the same way now. Everyone competes against each other, but you had two promotions coming together in a title versus title match that you never have seen before. And, and dude, I, I I take full advantage of that because we we had a wrestling hotline on on the phone. The internet's a different thing nowadays. Oh man, that's taking me back a few, Tim. I mean, again, you talk about, and again, I'm I'm going to mention it because I know it's no longer in existence. The world and Chris, you remember this the too? Postline, postline, postline. Yes. That was that yes. was a, a trip back in the day. Yeah, and and honestly, um, you've, you I know you've worked with Gary Jackson before. So what what's what? Oh you have, yeah. What have you? What are your thoughts on on the one of the, another St. Louis legend, Hall of Famer Gary Jackson? I love Gary. Gary is one of my best friends, dude. Never mistake that. I love Gary Jackson. And he looks this. And am I wrong in saying he, he don't looks, age? He looks he doesn't the same age. as he did twenty years ago. He does not age. You know that they say black don't crack. Gary Jackson is the epitome of that. And you know who else doesn't change really? Brian James. Brian James looks exactly the same as well. Absolutely. And and you know that that's one of my great greatest achievements is bringing Gary Jackson and Brian James together. Dude, I can't tell you. I I've spent a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And 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 to have Brian James at the forefront, he's always been been a star. Always. Oh, oh yeah, it's 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 like yeah, it's it's just it's it's awesome to see. And they're still going they're still going strong today. I mean and and now let's talk about Ricky Cruz. This is an interesting character. He is a Puerto Rican superstar. This man has ho- held so many su- so many belts, dude. You-, you cannot imagine. And he's one of the smartest guys. I-, I love sitting. I love when I get the chance in the locker room. I get to sit underneath his learning tree and learn how he puts stuff together and how he tries to make it make sense. Because he he can tell a story and he can be a character. Absolutely. Well, you know something, guys? We talk about people along those lines. Um, I know a name was mentioned here early on. It was a name. Uh, we talked about Herb Simmons. We talked about um, Tony Costa. But another name I want to bring up is a name that, and, and Chris, unfortunately, you didn't have the opportunity to really have the experience like Tim and I did back in the day. Um, can you share with us a little bit about what you learned? Again, as Chris said, sitting under the learning tree. Uh, about the late Ed Smith. Oh, Ed was amazing. That man would not go to the ring without a bush beer. <laughs> and, 
and I'm getting ready to release his slam buddy. You said it earlier, I can promote my slam buddies. Yep. And we're going to talk about that a little more in detail later on. But again, that's one of the things where with Ed Smith, I mean, I remember a story uh, years and years and years ago, uh, back when, when my brother, who kind of got me into the world of professional wrestling, was training. Who I viewed it with. Yeah, you did. There's There's been many memorable episodes between the two of them. And Ed threw a chop. And I mean, a lot of people will talk about the Brian Pillmans, the Rick Flares, the Ricky Steamboats. No, Ed's Ed, chop was serious. When, mm. when Ed Smith would throw a chop, you knew Ed Smith was throwing a chop. He and, knocked you to the floor. Mm-hmm. He, he almost, and again, for those that don't know, my brother, when he was active in professional wrestling, usually floated in about that four to 450 pound range. And he yes, he did. Him down with a chop. And it wasn't anything crazy. It was a standard wrestling chop. But Ed Smith just, I mean, just the, 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 just the way he did it. The it force was, was unbelievable, dude. Uh, I can't tell you. I've, I've taken Jeremy Lightfoot's chop. I've taken mm-hmm. Philly Blunt's chop. But Ed Smith, when he threw a chop, it was devastating, dude. Not 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 even on 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 a fake level. He he would throw a chop on me, and I would fly over the top rope just from the momentum. And and I believe your brother told me the story when he told me the story. He wasn't wearing like he wasn't like wearing just his normal like t shirt and stuff like that. He was wearing a what he says was a full sweatshirt and even had like a jacket on after that. It still left a mark through on his chest. Yes, yes. And you know one thing too, when you sit there and you talk about it, I mean the lineage of the Smith family. Um, when it goes down the line, Ed Smith, Keith Smith, Keith Smith Jr., all three of those men can throw yes. a job. And, and I love all three. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things when you sit there and you look at all three of these men knew exactly what they took inside the ring. Now you're looking at me without any face, dude. I'm pretty beat up. I make my living by by enforcing mm-hmm. violence, and I'm going to tell you this: there's nothing more devastating than a Smith chop. Yes, that is the thing that they're known for in St. Louis. Is like if if you if you're you're lucky if you've never been chopped by uh, one of the Smiths. They 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 bring the heat. So I mean, now let me talk about Slam Buddies. Yeah, that's where that's that's what's going to go with it, Tim. Because the idea of the slam buddies, and again, our our, our good friend Joe Lance uh, has one very similar as well. But the slam buddy here in the St. Louis area, if you haven't had an opportunity to check these out, Tim Miller has brought together a great collection, not just of a a, a wrestling. I don't want to say it's a wrestling figure because it's a a stuffed a stuffed representation. But Tim has brought together such a wealth of knowledge. And Tim, I want to throw things over to you. What motivated you to create Slam Buddies? My wife. I'll be honest with you. My wife. Tomorrow, she is she is beautiful. She is perfect. She wanted to see all my friends immortalized as figures. And, and we, we, we tried to find action figures. Uh, we contacted Mattel. Hasbro, but then we got with Leva. Let me get it right. Viva Las Vegas. Uh, 
these guys, they said, we can make this happen. And, and I signed a six-digit contract with them to create 75 in the next year. And and we have AJ coming. We have Luke coming. We have Alexa coming. Dude, the Slam Buddies are, are, are going to put St. Louis Wrestling back on the map. We know, Tim, and again, let's just take a minute here and look at series number one. When you look at this, I mean, I got to tell you, looking at the at the individuals that are in the first series of the Slam Buddies, let's take a minute and look at the, the six that you have in series number one and give a little bit behind each of the wrestlers that was presented in series number one. Well, there's five. And, and then we have Mike Colombo, who is a boxer, but he ran our gym. Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's let let's let's go ahead and continue on with the the, the remaining uh, slam buddies as well. One of them, I believe, was uh, Jeremy Lightfoot. If I'm am I correct? Absolutely. Jeremy Lightfoot again, longtime wrestler here in the Midwest. A man again, I stood across the ring from a time or two. Definitely knew I was going to be in for a great matchup when I wrestled with Jeremy Lightfoot. Uh, Absolutely. We had, uh, I believe, Jerome Cody is in series number one. You yes. Know, Tim, for those that don't know a lot about Jerome Cody, can you give us just a little bit about uh, the career of Jerome Cody? That was such a controversial gimmick. A black man that, that sided with the South on the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a man who fought slavery. That gimmick was legendary. And like I said, I've had an opportunity to be in the ring with Jerome Cody. I mean, a great man inside the squared circle. Uh, oh, he was such a huge he was such a huge hand. Jerome could do anything in the ring. He he would swat you down when you tried to throw a drop kick. Uh, power. That man had power. Another one to throw out there is Leon Mephisto. That was absolutely that one. I've heard a lot of things about. I mean, I've seen a lot of those (coughs) fan buddies that have been out on social media as well. Now, now let me tell you about Mephisto. That man will bleed for a dollar. Absolutely. He'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. And and he's still going strong. And, And that's one of my best friends. And, and recently, uh, Luke was a part of the uh, Izzy Blackwell. May he rest in peace, Izzy Blackwell. Uh, yes, good, 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 bro- good brother. Uh, that the main event of the Izzy Blackwell Memorial Show was a no rope barbed wire match between him, between Mephisto and Man Man Pondo, and it. Needless to say, what you would go in expecting from those two, it delivered. Now I'll, I'll tell you this: Izzy was a warrior. Izzy would do anything I asked him to do. Uh, I was I was so blessed over the weekend. Izzy's wife Jennifer received a tag team title belt that that I made for him and Harsh. And, and dude, that touched my heart. Izzy was a warrior. He would fight so much. Oh my God. Yeah, and you know something, Tim. I, I I look at it this way. I remember those tag team titles because those were, I believe, were from the MVW, or actually, uh, they were MVWA recognized them. I believe the IWA recognized them as well. 
Uh, again, we're going to talk a little more about Izzy Blackwell here in just a minute. Uh, I would be remiss in series number one if we didn't talk about Phil E. Blunt. In oh, series oh number Philly, one. Philly was the man. Philly uh, Blunt was the man. I mean, when you sit there and you look at it, you look at it, I mean, again, we were talking earlier. For those that don't understand, we were talking about earlier with how, uh, I mean, the man could fly. Picture the Randy Savage elbow drop, but with the height of Montez Ford. He just oh, seemed oh. to float whenever he was in the ring. And, dude, I brought that to the MVWA because I knew we needed fans. We, we were struggling there at occasions. And, and I was doing everything I could, Luke, bring fans in. And, and Tim, as you look at things here, and we got somebody uh, uh, talking about wanting us to show the Slam Buddies. Uh, I want to go ahead and share a quick story. If you can, if you can go ahead, we're going to be just a second here. If you have one available, so you can kind of show what we're talking about. I remember the idea of uh, Miller's Violent Wrestling Alliance. Yes, and I remember matches with. Um, Saber taking on Dynamite Derek Stone. Uh, and that was groundbreaking. That was, that was you groundbreaking. See, you didn't see a lot of champion versus champion matches. You didn't see. No, 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 happened. no. I broke that barrier. Mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, as we say here too, uh, there's a lot of a lot of things that happened in the MBWA that Tim Miller definitely had a, a large amount of influence in. Uh, one thing I want to throw out there, and I want to talk, commentators i mean you've had a lot of them in your career and tim i gotta ask you about two one of them was an opportunity and again it's like the song reunited chris rodell tim miller revisited right here on the wrestle talk podcast (laughs) something i never thought in my career would happen can you give us just a, a little bit of background on your first encounter your first dealings with big sexy chris rodell (laughs) <laughs> go ahead chris i believe i believe the whole story was is i was the only commentator and tim just sat down and said i'm talking now so he he kind of but we ended up developing a, a a pretty good chemistry where you know we were able to play off of each other because tim miller was kind of the bobby heenan of the of the st louis wrestling scene he he had his opinion so i mean and it it worked out well i mean and it didn't offend you. No, no, I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't get a, call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there, there's a, there's a lot of things there, and and again, some of the things that were groundbreaking back in the day, talking about the MVWA, was the opportunity of bringing in longtime radio personality. Smash was a part at one time of the MVWA. Yes, yes, we did a lot of things. I give Steve Murphy a lot of credit for this. Dude, we we were doing some things that were groundbreaking. Absolutely. Well, you know, Tim, we're going to go back here and we're going to... Did you happen to find one of those slam buddies? We can. That's kind of been blowing up our chat. Do you have one you can show the fans right now? Yes, I do. I have. We're going to go ahead and take care of, of, of what's here. Tim Miller are going to show us one of the Slam Buddies that you can purchase right there. That is a Phil E. Blunt Slam Buddy. And one of the things, too, Tim, I think is really cool, if you look at the championship belts that a lot of them are wearing in the Slam Buddies, they're all different. They they are, because I created each one of them, Luke. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things when you sit there and look at it. These Slam Buddies are, are very unique, and it's an opportunity where you can see 
the wrestlers not only of yesterday but of today as well. And, Absolutely. And I want to I want to go ahead real quick. You brought them up earlier on. Uh, I want to talk about our good friends over at the Midwest Independent Wrestling uh, Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. They're going to have their induction ceremony on May 1st. I believe it's in Pacific, Missouri. And a couple of names that I want to talk about here. Uh, they had um, Pimpin' Al Blundy. They had uh, Xavier Frost. They had Judge Chipster. But there are three men I know that you had. Actually, I should say four because I can't count today. There are four men that you had a lot of dealings with over the course of your career. First one yes. I want to talk about is longtime professional wrestling personality member of the CAC, former CAC president, Carl Lauer. Can you? Oh, oh Carl was amazing. Carl. Carl, you know, we have a blood rule in, in, in Missouri. Yep. And, and again, Carl Auer was an enforcer of the rules. He knew exactly yes, what was going on. Yes, he was. Times. But he would let me get away with shit. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> well, it's one of those where, I mean, again, he's one of those guys and had an opportunity. Him, and I remember, and Chris, this is going to ring some bells with you guys, like Ray Kuby, uh Tim Lukanoff. Ray Kuby. Uh, Absolutely. Ed Monahan. Another man that have infinite amount of respect for inside the world of professional wrestling. Uh, next one I want to talk about with the Hall of Fame is Izzy Blackwell. And I, and I have to ask you right now, I know you, like myself, and several others have followed the career of his son, Damian Blackwell. And, and he's doing very well. My, my question is, is, what similarities do you see between Izzy and Damian? I see a lot. To be honest with you, big men, they're big. And and and, and when you get hit by a Blackwell clothesline, that, that's devastating. And I got to tell you right now, he's been making it a point to, to make his name on the professional wrestling scene, have an opportunity to see him. He was in a matchup against the Beast, another person who's been on the program here, a man that who, who I also managed. That is true. And again, there, there's a lot of them. Shout out to the Beast. Uh, a lot of, a lot of memories from days gone by inside the squared circle with him. Um, last one to talk about with the Hall of Fame are two men, and I noticed that there you had a a recognition from the Missouri State Athletic Commission. Yes. And, um, two men that also received a lot of, of notoriety, not just from the MMWA, but from our professional wrestling promotions across the country. And that is the Lumberjacks, Abe and Gabe. Uh, oh, what can you share about those two men? I will tell you this, Abe and Gabe, especially Abe, he keeps up with me every day. I, I talk with Andy every day. Uh, dude, you can't understand. These guys are, are the real deal. They'll beat you down. Mm. Understand that. They will beat you down. They're not the most popular guys, but, but dude, they will beat you down. And, and Tim, I got to tell you right now, seeing those two men inside the ring, and, and thank you for sharing that, by the way. You can check out Damian Blackwell and Halo every Saturday at CHWA in Cottage. Yes, that's indeed. Fun. That says Sunday, Luke. Sunday. I can't, Sunday. I can't. I can't. It's like I, said, I can't count. I'm not able to read the screen. I'm having <laughs> one of those nights, Chris. But now, Tim, one of the things I want to talk about, we're going to come back to the Slam Buddies here in just a minute because that's something I know it's very near and dear to your heart. I it's want, profitable for me. 
that is true too. I want to take <laughs> a minute here, and what we're going to do is we're going to do something we haven't done in a while here on the Russell Talk Podcast. We're going to do some name association. What I'm let's do, do it? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give you some names, and I want you to give us your thoughts. Don't worry about what you what you're. I mean, again, you're, you're not a reserved person. You've always said how you feel. You've always been very straightforward. That's why you and I and you and Chris and I have all been such good friends, because you tell it how it is. Yes. I want to go ahead and I want to throw some names out here at you, and I, and I want to get your thoughts. Okay? Throw them. Number one, human wrecking ball, Pete Madden. Oh, Pete Madden, he, he's incredible. Dude, I, I wish I could have put him on on my roster he was always a soul that 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 he he was i don't even know how to dude i dude that's a tough one luke uh dude pete madden was a professional he he tore shit up Mm -hmm. i remember being there And again, true story, when I was training to be a pro wrestler, this was about the time that Pete Madden started learning to chair salt. And all I remember was I got body slammed, and the next thing you know, no closer than me to my computer screen right now, which is only about, I'd say, probably a foot. All I see is Pete Madden flying from the top rope with a chair in hand and basically literally just it was one of those things. I wish I would have had a video camera because from what I heard from everybody, it was, it was poetry in motion. Now, now Luke, do you remember me diving on your brother twice? Mm -hmm. Dude, that was Pete Madden. Mm -hmm. I went back in the locker room and, and Pete told me, do it again. Well, uh, another one I want to throw out there, uh, Hall of Famer, longtime friend, a man that helped train me in the world of professional wrestling, John Blackheart. Oh, Blackheart was amazing. He was amazing. John Blackheart was a professional. That man, he he could do moves. He he wrestled, dude. He wrestled. Next one for you, Attila Khan. Oh, a beast. Big man, big, big dude. I love the gimmick he's evolved into. The next one for you, big bad Ben. Ben, I'm sorry, he's he's gone. Me and Ben didn't always get along because we had we had promotional differences because I was trying to look out for the MMWA. And SICW, and he started GCW. I love Ben, I really do. But I had to look out for my promotions. Uh, number five, Dingo. Dingo, another guy I love to death. People don't understand him. Okay. Uh, next one. Al Stevens. Oh, big Al. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love him almost as much as Tony Costa. Al, 
Al carries weight that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And he's checked me many times. I was homeless for two years. And and I, I stayed at South Broadway's gym. Now, I'm telling a serious story that a lot of people don't want to hear. But I'm being serious. Al knew this. And he's he had my back. And again, all the dealings I've ever had with Al Stevens, he's a class act in every every sense of the word. Um, I got another one for you, Tim. Yes. Uh, next one, the Smith family. I love the Smith family. You, you know, me me and Ed were very good friends. He was a friend of my father, but but that's where the open door policy came from. I punched Keith right in the jaw, dude, and I dropped him to the floor. That's where I got the nickname from AJ, the killer killer. Uh, another one to throw out there at you, Philly Blunt. Oh, Philly. Philly is my dude. Uh, He's been there with me since day one. Philly got involved in wrestling in like 1987. And, and me me and him are still friends to this day. We're Next. getting ready to we're we're getting ready to open the shop at my foundry. Let's talk about that. Okay, well, like I said, I got one more to throw out there at you. A name from the past, Steve Sharp. Oh, I love Steve. I love Steve. He destroyed the MVWA. I'll be honest with you on that. Uh, he was working for Harley Race. Mm-hmm. He took the belt. I wasn't. I wasn't exactly game with that. But now looking back on it, I understand where that went. Dynamite Derek Stone, dude. His career wouldn't have been made without. Harley race. You know, Tim, I got to tell you right now, we're going to kind of shift gears here. Uh, we got Tim Miller here on the wrestle talk podcast. And you know something guys, uh, we've got a lot of people sending us messages saying that they're enjoying the interview. Make it a point to share this with your friends. Make sure you sh- share with all professional wrestling fans, because this is an opportunity to have three men who have a wealth of knowledge in the world of professional wrestling to have an opportunity to talk. And Tim, I got to ask you too. We talked about series one of the Slam Buddies. Now, now I got to be honest with you. You're a businessman. I'm a businessman. Chris is a businessman. Can you give us a little insight on series two? Can you give us a little more information, kind of a sneak peek when it comes to series two of the Slam Buddies? Series two is going to include the star of the show is Tony Costa. I'm sorry that I didn't include that in the first series, but Tony, Ed, yourself, Luke, you agreed that I can make you into a slam buddy. Mm-hmm. AJ and Demarius Jones and the first girl, Alexis. Dude, it's very exciting. And so- you know something, Tim? The opportunity... And I have to say, the opportunity to give 
the wrestling fans, not only the idea of yesterday and today coming together, it's going to be, I mean, again, the first series of Slam Buddies are already, literally, in some cases, are flying off the shelves. You like them? I do. I mean, Chris, you've got an opportunity to see I, them online. They're, they're, they're very well made. Where can one get one of these Slam Buddies? All you have to do is contact me on Facebook, Instagram, or, or YouTube. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, you know something, guys? We're going to go ahead here, and we got, I got one more question uh, before we go to our shoot and shout segment. And in just about seven or eight minutes here, we're going to have an interview with two men who are going to be competing this Oh, Frodo and Ace? Yeah, for the, for the MMWA Junior Heavyweight title, a championship that you and I have talked about that yes. has a lineage back into the, even to the 1970s. Yes. i got to ask you right now, Ace Hawkins, Frodo, who walks out Saturday night, the MMWA Junior Heavyweight Champion? Ace. You want, to, you want to give some reasons behind it? I'll tell you this. Ace is a warrior. That man, he, he fights with everything. Dude, he has so many moves. Ace is amazing. And, and I like Frodo. Let me, can I talk about real life? Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Floor is yours. Okay. You know, I I handle a place called Cedric Foundry. Mm-hmm. Now, we put on concerts, shows. We have 13-plus restaurants. We have indoor miniature golf. We have a golf course. Dude, and, and, and Frodo has a pier. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Dude's tough. But I think AJ, oh, let me change that. Ace Mm -hmm. is so tough. I don't think, I don't think that Frodo can handle what, what Ace is going to bring. Wow. I mean, those are, those are strong words to them. I mean, I know you've seen both of them compete, but like I said, real quick here, before we uh, let you go here this evening, I want to have an opportunity uh, for you to take part, I know you did last time in our shoot and shout segment, an opportunity to give you just a, a few moments to vent about what's on your mind. I know Rodell's ready. He's been talking about things. I've been thinking about things. I know you've been thinking about things since the last time you were on the show. So Hardcore Haas, if you would be so kind here, well, we got Tim Miller, a longtime St. Louis professional uh, wrestling aficionado, historian, Midwest legend, as we talked about earlier on. Can you go ahead and get us the music? For the high spot segment, and Tim, I'm going to tell you, we've got shoot a and shout, shoot, shoot, shoot and shout. What am I going to make show challenge? No, shoot and shout. You said high, high spots. Um, and again, we've been going all night, Chris. <laughs> Let's go ahead and go to the shoot and shout segment. Hoss, I'll get it right this time. I promise. The shoot and shout segment. Tim, get ready because this, since you were on the last time, we've got a little bit of an introduction. So, Hoss, if you please. <laughs> 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the shoot and shout segment. I'm going to go ahead and go first, and I'm going to put myself right on the line. I, I got two tonight. One is the fact that I got to realize that I've got to make sure that I can I can get my my mouth to work when my brain does. It's gonna it's like it's been a connection thing today, not working too well, but that's okay. I, I appreciate everybody making sure that they uh, have been dealing with me here today. It's been a, a real energetic show. But the second one is this, and and Chris, I didn't get a chance to share this one with you. Uh, as you know, with Dynamo Pro, I have to travel all across the area looking for for upcoming wrestlers and and things along the lines. Had to book a flight to Chicago. I'm leaving about a month to go up there and, and have some, some meetings with some very important people. I waited because I'm old school. I don't do this online stuff. I go ahead and I do the automated system. They say between 35 and 45 minutes to get a call back. I just happen to have my phone. I got a call back in seven minutes. Something doesn't connect, much like Keith Roberts and his commentary here tonight. You got to understand that if you say a certain <laughs> time, make sure that you honor the time, please. I'm going to go ahead and throw things to Hardcore Haas here for your shooting shot tonight, Haas. But I know you got a lot on your mind, too. Oh, you know, well, let's see. Out of everything I've got here, um, you know, people tend to do things and, and you know, they try to do it for the best of a lot of different people. But then some people just tend to whine and cry and put it down. And, you know, these a lot of people think they're doing it for you. They think they're doing it for a uh, for your demographic. Yeah. You know, if somebody's trying to do something to help you, don't put them down for it. Okay, very, very true, Hoss. I couldn't agree with you more. Chris, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you. Shoot and shout this week. I really don't have anything with the exception of me being annoyed that they're asking every wrestler that's not booked on WrestleMania what their path to WrestleMania is. That's about the only thing that I really got. I really now, now I want to hear I want to hear from I want to hear from Ace. Okay, well, like I said, Ace is going to be on here in just a few minutes. Tim, I gotta ask you, what's on your mind? I know you've given us a lot of information. What's on your mind? Is there anything that's really kind of uh, kind of got your mindset here as we get ready to wrap up hour number one? Dude, I, I'm excited. I, I, I want to see Ace succeed. One of my best friends. I want to hear what he's about to become the MMWA junior heavyweight champion for the third time. And like I said, Tim, um, tonight, and I got to ask you right now, Tim, we, we didn't even get to touch the surface on, on stories and things like that. I do want to throw two more names at you real quick. I know they're going to be on here in just a minute. Two more names, and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, one of us joined us here all evening long, Jeremy Lightfoot. Oh, I love Jeremy. He, he was a warrior. He, he was the heavyweight champion. And now he's trying to help CHWA. Now, I don't agree necessarily with CHWA. I consider that backyard. 
Okay, and the last one, and it's going to take it a little bit of a, a variance. We talked about a lot of names from the past. The Punisher. Oh, the Punisher, dude. That that is one of my best friends. Tim Ferriss is a warrior. That motherfucker. He he. Excuse my language. He he stepped into the ring with a shirt with a middle finger stuck up. Dude, Tim Ferriss is my dude. I love Tim Ferriss. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've had Tim Miller here on the program. Tim, any final thoughts before we let you go here? Like I said, we got a great second hour still to come to. Any final thoughts before we let you go? Keep tuning in. Wrestling is amazing. You have to keep tuning in. You have no idea where it's going. I've earned a fortune off of it. I'm 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 wealthy rich and, and I'm making slam buddies and and you're one of them, Luke. And, and Tim, I gotta tell you right now, again, one last thing. If you want to purchase a slam buddy, make it a point to find Tim Miller on social media. Uh, I believe he's on the Wrestle Talk uh, Facebook account as well. Uh, make it a point. You can also check him out uh, YouTube and on Instagram. Is that correct? Yes, indeed. And I got to throw one more out here. Tim, we've had two times with you. Sometime later on, maybe around Memorial Day, what we need to do is we need to bring you on and talk nothing but stories when it comes to the world of professional wrestling because you, Chris, and I could tell so many stories about things that have gone on over the course of our careers. I don't know if we would be – I think we'd be crying because we'd be laughing so hard at some of the things we've experienced oh, dude. in our careers. Dude, they can't even imagine. Uh, I, m- My dad captured the U.S. heavyweight champion. Dude, uh, independent wrestling is, is so strange. You can't imagine. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, Tim, I want to say thank you for the Wrestle Talk podcast and the Wrestle Talk family. Uh, again, another great opportunity to sit down with Midwest professional wrestling legend Tim Miller. And Tim, and, and buy the Slam Buddies, buy them. <laughs> and like I said, make it a point to buy the Slam Buddies. They're available online. Tim, thank you for joining us on the program. And like I said, it's a, it's an honor to have you on the show, and it's a, it's a, a privilege to have you a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast family. And we're going to have you back on again real soon. And we're going to have, we're not going to talk a lot about this. So we're going to talk about the stories, the Tim Miller road stories coming up soon here on the Russell talk podcast. You up for that friend? Tim, are you up for a road stories episode? Absolutely. All right. Well, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is Tim, Tim Miller right here on the Russell talk podcast. Again, Tim, thank you very much for coming on the program and we'll be talking with you real soon. Chris, Love you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Tim Miller here on the Russell Talk podcast. I got to tell you, a great first hour. If you thought the first hour was great, second hour is going to be even more so. Another face-to-face confrontation between Ace Hawkins and Frodo. It's going to be taking place here in just a few moments. John, what do you think of hour number one? All right, the technology gremlins, I think, are getting you here, Hoss. Let's try that again. We, we had an hour of no tech issues, and now, are uh, you there? Uh, yeah, I got it. All right. But, uh, what, yeah. what do you think hour number one? I, I was listening, whether I was in the back or, or out here. You know, either way, I, I was paying attention to the show. And let me tell you, I think it was a great hour, you know, and 
you know, I, I look forward to uh, hearing some of his road stories and, and just hearing more from him because it sounds like he is a, a big wealth of knowledge. So, and I'd be interested to hear what is the uh, wrestle talk? What do you guys think of what's been going on this first hour and what we got coming up second hour? What are your thoughts? Well, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take that applause, guys. Thank you for, for, for staying with us here in hour number one. Uh, like I said, hour number two, we're going to have Ace Hawkins and Frodo talking MMWA Junior Heavyweight Championship action that's going to be taking place this Saturday. Uh, I know Chris is going to be, he's been, uh, he's gone backstage to make sure both of our guests are here. So what we're going to do here real quick is we're going to take a brief break. And when we return, we're going to be talking about the MMWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. And also, as we talked about earlier on, before the show is over tonight, you're going to hear from Haas, myself, and Chris Rodell about the whole situation with Kevin Owens and Steve Austin. WrestleMania, is it going to happen? We're going to talk more about that right after this break, right here as we get ready for hour number two of the WrestleTalk podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be back with you in just a few moments. Park with a chicken old breakfast. If you ain't a hustler, you might not get this. Eyes wide open, even though we sleeping. Had to get up in your face, you know, creeping. But you gotta be from my town just to know that. All brand new, no need for a throwback. Tell where you're from, but don't be dumb. Didn't even know it, but they said that I won. I will keep grinding, no rewinding. I will ace life like it's one big assignment. Young Max Saga, hotter than lava. Never tripping on them haters, cause they ain't not up. Was a hustler, I swear I'm just like him Girl, put your titties in my face, so I like him Hey, big heads, but I love big faces When they're these victorious, I already taste it Got to get the Trying to get it when it comes to that important shot I gotta hit it cause I'm close baby Young Reeks, he's way too much lately with the main Feeling crazy, you know what's up baby Casey's the place where I'm at Where they get hit with the mag, they get stabbed in the back I go through the long with a link up with the pack Eating up fucking beans like they some type of snack And then I hit the club, see the people moving I be chasing paper while some people still snoozing If you ain't winning, must mean you're losing That's taking health and there's something I ain't doing I'm a straight winner from beginner, you should know that Trying to kill a city, so you know I gotta show that Get a cush passes, break it down and roll that Trying to get some racks after that, get some more racks Got to get the all right, ladies and gentlemen, hour number one of the WrestleTop podcast has concluded. We're going to come back here with hour number two right now. And Hoss, I got to tell you, we were talking about it in the first hour. Right now, we have two gentlemen who this coming Saturday are going to be participating in a matchup for one of the most 
recognize one of the most storied championships in the St. Louis area, that being the MMWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. It goes back. It goes back to the light. I believe they called it, it was a light heavyweight title and then a cruiserweight title. It, it's mm-hmm. it's taken on many forms, but it's basically the same thing. And I'm I am truly truly excited to see this. Um, it, it, ha- it happens this Saturday at the historic. You can't say South Broad. It's the historic South Broadway Athletic Club. It's MMWA. It is Madness for the Gold. And um, are are we ready to bring? We want to go ahead and bring him in. I think we're ready, Chris. I'm gonna go ahead. And I said you last week. I had the opportunity to kind of facilitate our discussion between Tyler Copeland and Benjamin Trust. I'm gonna go ahead and pass things over to you. The fans want to see it. So, Chris, whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and introduce. Our two finalists. All right, our finalists for the junior championship for the MMWA Junior Heavyweight Championship this Saturday at the historic South Broadway Athletic Club. First, he defeated Chris Exodus and he defeated Andrew Wilder on his way to the finals. Ladies and gentlemen, representing Team Ambition, it's Frodo the Ghost. Somebody gotta say something. Don't be know the dirty looks like what's the problem, buddy. Don't be throwing shade, don't be throwing shade on me. Don't be throwing shade, don't be throwing shade. I'm doing out just walking down the street, stepping out to get some heat. I can feel the glass of peeps. Y'all just giving me creeps. Don't be throwing shade, don't be throwing shade. I think he's one of the few people that we've had on in the Russell Talk podcast that does his own theme song. <laughs> Frodo, welcome, welcome to the Russell Talk podcast. How are you this evening? Happy to be here, Chris. Um, or Luke, whoever's talking, I can't tell. Uh, the screen right, well, is small. <laughs> all right. Well, let me welcome in your opponent for this Saturday night. He beat Ricky Rodriguez and Jonathan Zulu on his way to the finals. It is the ace that sets the pace, the ace that runs the place. It is the Ace Hawkins. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. I'm unstoppable, do the impossible, I'm irresponsible, said I'm phenomenal, I got an arsenal, I'm dropping bombs, you know, I don't want my stopping notes, don't do the obstacle, to the top, here I go, think I'm chosen, it's a beat. Oh, Ace, are you there? You're you're on mute. I can tell you're on mute for one, uh, and your camera's not on, so. Yeah, I'm here. Are you in there, Ace? Uh oh, Frodo, are you messing with Ace's technology over there? <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, ladies and gentlemen, it goes down this Saturday night. Frodo and a- Frodo versus Ace. Frodo, I'm gonna let you take the first. Uh, I- just give us an opening statement of what we should expect Saturday night. <laughs> oh, what you should expect? What you should expect is me. Driving an individual to the absolute freak and be laying that man on the floor very violently, I might add, and then holding the gold up above my head in victory. Well, you see, you see, you seem to be ready. If I remember right, last month Ace left you laying in the ring, left you laying with a belt shot at the after your face to face. 
Man, my jaw's still learning from that. And right now, I'm here at the Team Ambition Wrestling Academy, sharpening up all my skills and preparing myself for the biggest match of my career so far. And I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Guys. Well, I, I can tell that you're hungry. Ace, um, we can't see we can't see you, but we can, I know we can hear you. Ace, what do you got planned for this Saturday? Throw to the ghost. This Saturday, I know it's the biggest match of your career. But here's the thing. It's just another Saturday for me. I've been there. I've been to the top. I've held this title. And don't let me don't let me make you think it doesn't matter to me. But I've been there and I know what it takes. You can laugh. And this is serious. This is serious because I'm going to lay you back on your back just like I did last month. Team so Ambition. Team Ambition. Frodo the Ghost. I don't know if you understand this. In 2008, when you were, where were you in 2008, Frodo the Ghost? I was training. I was the, I was the guinea pig for Team Ambition. I was Davy Richards' student. I came through that school long before you ever had your eye on professional wrestling, long before you even spit a bar. I went through that school long before you. Uh, so, Ace, what made what made you hit Fro what made you hit Frodo with the belt at, at the last uh, at, at the Jan at the January show? <laughs> I, I said it right after it happened. It was business. It was to make make my point. Establish exactly what's going to happen this this weekend. Uh, let's, I'm going to turn over to Luke for a second. Luke, what what do you want to know from the, the these two hot competitors? Well, I got to tell you right now. Uh, the first question I'm going to throw out is to Ace. Uh, Ace, you as you uh, as you uh, been on the program several times before. You've held championships all across the Midwest. What would mean? What would winning the MMWA Junior Heavyweight Championship mean to you? Winning the Junior Heavyweight Championship is very important to me. It's why I came back. I announced it that night when I came back in January, and I told I told everyone there that it was very important to me. I've held it twice in the past, and I intend to make it three because that. The, Junior Heavyweight Championship was my first ever singles title that I picked up in my career like 11 years ago or something. And th there's a relationship I have with that title that I would love to rekindle. So, so Frodo, what are you doing extra to plan to, to prepare for this match this Saturday? <laughs> I, I know you're. I know you're at the team, team ambition uh, studio right now. So, uh, what are what are you doing to prepare? A lot of a uh, whole lot of strength and conditioning goes down here. <laughs> strength training and conditioning goes down here at the Team Ambition Wrestling Academy. We are raising. We are training the strongest, most hardcore competitors out there. Not hardcore as in like hardcore matches, meaning. Hardcore me, we're tough. We're tough as nails, baby. We are the cream of the crop here at Team Ambition Wrestling Academy. Today, sharpening up some of my technical skills, learning a few more techniques. I'll take 
down anybody that crosses my path. Well, I, it, it, it sounds like you. I hear Ace laughing in the background. What are you laughing at, Ace? Apparently, Frodo the Ghost thinks he's Macho Man Randy Savage with his cream of the crops <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I've got a question here, and I'm going to pose this question to you, Frodo. Um, you are no stranger to championship gold in the MMWA, being a former tag team champion. I got to ask you over the course of the last few months, um, how has your mindset changed since losing the tag team championship? How have you changed your way of looking at things going into this light heavyweight or uh, sorry, junior heavyweight tournament? Well, I feel like there's a lot of dead weight off my legs, a whole lot of dead weight off my legs, uh, because now I'm no longer with. The reckoning, and they're no longer the reckoning. They're, they they want you know replace me with Ricky Cruz. Fine, fine. Go right ahead. Need a brotherhood. Do your thing. You know, be better for it. Don't think I forgot. Don't think I forgot what y'all did to me. No, 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 no. But we're not. Ah, I'm not talking about y'all right now. I'm not. I'm not. My head. It's never been more mad. <laughs> that is my tool. It's my psychotic tendencies. Guys, I'm a little nuts. I'm a little messed up in the head. Unstable? So this, yeah, unstable. The most charming psychopath you'd ever, ever meet. <laughs> And now I have my eyes on my first singles championship ever. <laughs> so, in a way, I'm looking to follow in your footsteps, Ace. And if that means I got to take you out to do that, so be it. <laughs> so, Ace, when you came back in uh, December of last year, when we when they introduced that the uh, MMWA or was – uh, going to bring back the uh, well, I'm sorry, in January when they were going to bring back the junior heavyweight title. You said that two of your favorite moments in your career happened at the South Broadway Athletic Club. Do you want to expand on that and and tell Frodo what he's really up against? Yeah, the first one was when I defeated Johnny Courageous for the junior heavyweight title and picked up my first title. The second was when I defeated other tournament participant, Andrew Wilder, in the historic South Broadway's first ever ladder match in MMWA history. And that's that, that's the two moments. But if I'm going to elaborate on what Frodo is in store for this weekend, I want to discuss a third-party trainee of Davy Richards. The last time... I was put in the ring against another student of Davy Richards. I picked up the United States Championship of Pro Wrestling Epic when I defeated Kyle O'Reilly in the middle of the ring. Kyle O'Reilly needs no introduction. He needs no explanation. But I will say, Kyle O'Reilly is leaps and bounds above Frodo the Ghost. And if I laid Kyle O'Reilly on his back, Frodo the Ghost doesn't stand a chance against Ace Hawkins. 
Wow, that's some pretty strong words wow. there, Ace. Now, gentlemen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this up here just a little bit. I know, Frodo, you've got stuff you want to say. I'm going to ask you this, gentlemen. You both are no stranger to in-ring competition. Frodo, I'm going to go with you first. I don't want you to share your strategy. Being a former wrestler, I know wrestlers don't want to share their strategy going into to high-profile matches or in any matchup. What would you say is the biggest thing you have to look out for when it comes to facing Ace Hall? Huh. Huh. The guy's crafty. He's a former champion. He's beating Kyle O'Reilly in the middle of the ring for gold. As a matter of fact, impressive. Very, very impressive accolades. And if I can knock you off, it just means it's a bigger win. It just makes it bigger. <laughs> that doesn't mean I can't beat you. <laughs> the guy's cunning. The guy has been in this division holding gold and competing for gold for many years. He's a former uh, Missouri Wrestling Revival champion. I remember him holding that belt. <laughs> so this is not a match that I'm taking lightly, believe it or not. As crazy as I am, I'm being well counted. And he isn't going to see it coming. I wonder what's going on in Frodo's head right now. I mean, I, I don't, don't want to know. The technology. There he is. There's Ace. There. He's not hiding anymore. <laughs> Ace, I'm going to throw the question out to you. Preparing for a matchup with somebody like Frodo, what do you have to look out for when you face somebody with the, the skills and the knowledge of a Frodo? Well, the, the, the situation is clearly he's a whack job. Clearly, uh -huh. not even he knows what he's going to do next. So for me to have any idea, even with my experience. Okay, well, Chris, I'm going to tell you right now, that, that answered a, a good amount of my questions on both sides. I'm going to turn things over to you. I know you've got some more questions for both of these men. Yeah, I want I want to talk to Ace a little bit. What does the South Broadway Athletic Club mean to you? It, just in the general of St. Louis wrestling, what does it, what does it mean to you? South Broadway Athletic Club and the wrestling company that's been there for the last 30 years. I stress the wrestling company that has been there for the last 30 years and no other wrestling company is the most important wrestling company in St. Louis, in my opinion. It's the most valuable. It's the, it has the most longevity and it's the most proven. There's no other company that has what Broadway has to me. So what are what are some of your and just in your general in your career what are some, what's your who is your favorite opponent Ace who is your favorite opponent you've ever stepped in the ring with Certainly not Ryback for that There's the Espinosa there's the Wilder there's the Jackson Crowley all of those would be favorites of mine. Frodo, I'm going to throw that question to you. Who's been your? I, I know you're you're fairly new. You're you're fairly new to the business, but uh, who's been your favorite opponent so far? 
I've got I've got a few. I've, I've got a few that I can name. Uh, CJ Shine being one of them, most definitely. Uh, I also enjoy uh, working with Mike Outlaw. Uh, uh, you know, I old tag team partner came in. Uh, we've had some pretty epic battles. Uh, you know, pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty intense. Uh, which I still need to get that W over him, too. I haven't beat him. He cheated last time. <laughs> so, so this past Friday at Dynamo Pro in Arnold, uh, um, you faced Chris Cade in a in a match. <laughs> uh, you you came out with the victory. Some people say you might have stole the victory from Chris Cade. What was your thought going into that match? Um, just being crafty, just being clever, and you know, little homage. Good with the cookies. <laughs> And Ace, I know that you wrestled up in, I believe in, you, were you up in Mount Vernon this past weekend with IWAP? Uh, the weekend before. The weekend before. Uh, what, what can you tell me about IWAP that people need to really know and pay attention to? IWAP is doing it, man. Uh, they've been around for a while. They've got, they've got their own venue, much like South Broadway and MMWA. They've got their own venue. They're doing their own thing. And... I believe it's the best company in central to South Illinois. Cool. Uh, Luke, do you have anything that you want to bring up real quick? Or Well, I, I want to ask both these gentlemen here. I mean, again, we've got Ace Hawkins and Frodo here live on the Russell Top podcast just days before their epic contest for the MMWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. Gentlemen, i got to ask you, you've competed against all sorts of wrestlers. And Ace, I'm going to throw this one to you first. How do you prepare differently for Frodo the Ghost than you would anyone else right now? How do you prepare for uh, competing against him this Saturday? What what's what differences do you have to prepare for? To me, Frodo the Ghost is nothing special. It's nothing oh. I haven't already faced. He's nothing I haven't already been in the ring with. I don't have to prepare differently. The fact of the matter is that I prepare, that I train, and I prepare for what is coming for me. And he should be prepared for what's coming for him. I don't know if back up. Ambition is a wonderful thing to have. You can be the best basketball player in the world, but at five foot nothing, you're never gonna <laughs> slam dunk. You can be the best baseball player in the world. But with little to no strength, you're never going to hit it out of the park. You can be the best rapper in the world, but with no flow, you're never going to spit sick beats. Do you hear me, Frodo the Ghost? Frodo the Ghost will never pin Ace Hawkins' shoulders to the mat. So when I show up and I prove to South Broadway Athletic Club, to their audience to the venue, to the people that run the show, and to sell into Frodo the Ghost. Just understand that I am unstoppable, and that I am the superior talent. I, I, I would like to just say I don't know what Frodo is barking or biting at at, the, at this point, but uh, go on. It's, 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 it's next to mine, so like. I 
think he's trying. <laughs> I think he's trying to get on Ace's screen. I really yeah, well, think. we'll give you an idea. I'm trying here. to break that barrier of space and time right now so I can kick your ass. <laughs> okay, well, it's not possible. But anyway, continue. I got to throw the same question out to you. I, you've competed against a lot of wrestlers in your career. What have you done differently to prepare for a matchup of this importance this coming Saturday night? I have been working my ass off to get into the best shape of my life. I've put on muscle. I've lost fat. I have pushed past all my limits. And then some. I'm working harder to push past more limits. I've got the leg strength. I've got the upper body strength. I've got the muscle. I've got the know-how. No matter how unstable I might seem <laughs> or Am, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I'm always playing chess, not checkers, buddy. <laughs> I, uh, personally, I'm looking for. I am looking forward to this match, Ace. Um, as you were coming up, who are some of your favorite uh, wrestlers to train with, take seminars with, uh, learn learn the craft from? Who are some of the, your favorite wrestlers coming up like that? Um. Being a St. Louis guy, I feel like I can't say I can't not say Delirious was one of them. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't say I can't not say Matt Seidel was one of them. Um, the the seminar that put me on the map and got got me into training was a seminar with Mike Quackenbush in December of two thousand and seven. And that was that was the seminar that brought Dynamo and me together. Uh, so I, I owe a lot to that seminar with Mike Quackenbush. Um, I would say those ones those ones mean a lot to me. I, that, that, I mean that's awesome because you also worked for if I believe if I remember right back a while like several years ago you worked for OVW at the yeah. time didn't you Yep yeah. and uh. And we're, we're, we're a pretty big part of OVW, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, something like that. I was on the roster for a couple of years. I I worked with people like Eugene Dinsmore, Kid Cash, uh, Crimson, or whatever his name is, something like that. Um, yeah, I worked with lots of guys who were in and out of TNA. Al Snow. Mm-hmm. Your names like that. Yeah, that, 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 that that's awesome. And further, I'll throw the same TT. Who have been some of your favorite people to take seminars, to wrestling seminars from? Uh, I, I haven't taken too many seminars. Uh, I know I'm Ricky Cruz, Super Crazy, uh, Mike Bennett, um, and just like just training wise, uh, I, I've really enjoyed the training I've been getting uh, from Davey Richards lately. Uh, Mike Outlaw has helped me significantly, and I can say without a doubt I would not be the wrestler I am today without Mike Outlaw real name, no gimmicks. Cameron uh, Jackson's helped me out a lot. Uh, War Horse has helped me out a lot. Uh, I just, you know, I've, uh, I remember training with Sadie Blaze over at the Dynamo Dojo for a while, and, you know. Of, I've, I've had a lot of good guys help me get to where I am. 
you're 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 never you're never not not learning. Um, and maybe I'll ask about. I know you guys all follow the independent wrestling scene. Uh, I'll start with Ace. Ace, who are, who are you looking forward to in the future, like in the very near future, to absolutely explode on the wrestling scene? Is there anyone that sticks out to you? Tommy Davis. Mm, yes, yes. Tommy Davis. Dra- Dragon's Guild as a whole, but Tommy Davis, uh, in, their, in their trio, he's kind of the single – and I, I see an incra- I see a crazy future for him, and I wish the best for him. Frodo, I'll ask the same of you. Who who do you think is going to explode on the wrestling scene um, in, the, uh, in the next I'm, year I'm or gonna, so? I'm going to agree with Ace on that one because uh, Tommy's really good. But I'm, I'm also going to uh, make a statement and say uh, no role models. Uh, keep an eye out for that tag team. They're they're going to be they're they're amazing. Currently, the CCW tag team champions uh, and just worth every bit of everything they got. And, and just training with those guys and watching them become what they are right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see it. So, so someone does want to ace. Someone does want to ask about your uh, your uh, experience with Ryback back in 2012. So, uh, do you want to go ahead and ad- address that? And um, it wasn't. Yeah, that happened. He had Keith Patton and I kicked his ass and I mean that's what that's what I remember. I remember you coming out victorious. I mean maybe I was watching an alternate. I mean I don't know. Maybe I was watching an alternate feed, but yeah, I thought it's been it's been ten years and two is still greater than one. So and 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 you're wrestling and he's not. So I mean that that should that that that, that should be All right, Luke, me big guy. <laughs> Luke, go ahead, go ahead, take take. Well, right now, gentlemen. I, I've got one more question, and then we're going to kind of move on to a little bit of a challenge here this evening between the two of you. Um, Ace, you've been a former MMWA junior heavyweight champion. My last question to you is this. What would it mean to you to walk out of Madness for the Gold this Saturday as a three-time MMWA junior heavyweight champion? What would that mean to you? So... This will be my third match in South Broadway in, I don't know, like four or five years because events happened and people happened that kept me away from that place for a while. But the whole time, the entire time I was eyeing the company, waiting for the moment that I could come back. I left the business not knowing if I would come back for a year and a half. But the entire time I kept my eye on South Broadway because that is one of the most important places in the wrestling business in my heart. I came back. I went to IWAP out in Mount Vernon first. And I told them, you have my loyalty and I will always work for you. And then the the ability to return to South Broadway popped up. And there was not a single chance that another wrestling company, my military position, nothing was going to keep me from returning to South Broadway Athletic Club and reclaiming one of the most important and valuable titles that I've ever held. That's what it means to me. And you, and you, you were, if I remember right, you are a three, are you a three-time MWR Missouri State Champion as well? Yeah. Three? Yeah. 
And you never faced Ricky Cruz for the t- for that title, did you? No. I, I find that hard. I find that hard to believe, but I, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't because I mean. Well, well, Chris, I mean, again, that'd be one that a lot of fans would definitely remember to have those two in the ring. Now, Frodo, my last question to you is this. You know the lineage. You and I have had the opportunity to talk about the MMWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. What would it mean to you to add your name to that long list? I mean, we were talking about it earlier on with uh, longtime MMWA personality <laughs> Tim Miller, a championship that can go back into the 1970s. What would it mean to you to have your name etched on that list of men who've held the MMWA Junior Heavyweight title? Well, for one, uh, an absolute honor just to, to be placed amongst those greats. For, for one. For two, uh, it would be my first singles title win ever, and I'm really, really looking to make that happen. I'm so damn hungry for it. Uh, it, it's, it. It would just hold a significant place in my heart the rest of my life if I can achieve this goal. Okay. Well, gentlemen, I, I, I want to ask you right now, as you both know, being former guests of the WrestleTalk podcast, every week we have what's called the world-famous WrestleTalk podcast game show challenge. And considering the fact that the two of you are going to be competing in just a couple of days for that prestigious championship, uh, we want to know if the two of you would be willing to kind of give a little preview here of competing against each other in tonight's WrestleTalk podcast game show challenge. Ace, would you be willing to participate? Sure. Frodo? Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, what you got? Let's do it. All right. Well, hold on, Frodo. I know you got that enthusiasm, but we got to kind of keep it under control until we can go ahead. And Hoss, I hope you got it ready for tonight's installment of the world famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls, and our competitors this evening are Ace Hawkins and Frodo. Now, gentlemen, here's the rules. In just a few moments, I'm going to give you three questions about a a particular professional wrestling topic. When you think you know the answer to the question, shout out your answer. A particular wrestling what? Professional wrestling topic. Topic. Okay. Again, first one, just like it, a two out of three. There's a slight delay. That's okay. That's okay. We're good to go. Best two out of three falls. Just like we would, some people would say it was an old school wrestling match. Two out of three falls. Okay. Tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge category is cruiserweight champions. All three of these individuals have held cruiserweight championships over the course of their career. I'm going to give you information about three of them. When you think you know who this individual is, you go ahead and you shout out your answer. Ace, are you uh, understanding of the directions? Yeah. Frodo, are you ready? 
All right, Marani. All right. Well, Chris, much like Renee was last week, you're going to be our official uh, our official judge for tonight's contest. All right. Here we go, gentlemen. Question number one. This current WWE wrestler has the most cruiserweight championship wins with eight. At this year's WrestleMania, he will be competing in a tag team match. Rey Mysterio. Chris, was that correct? Oh, I don't know. You got the answers. The correct answer was Rey Mysterio. I'm just judging to see who said it first. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he marked it out. <laughs> At this point right now, Ace is leading one fall to none. Are we ready for question number two, Ace? All right. Frodo, you yes. ready? All right. Question. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Holy shit. Question number two. I gotta be quicker. This man held the cruiserweight championship under two different personas. One as a member of X Factor, and one more commonly associated with Sean Waltman. Sean Waltman. Or six, or the one, two, three kid, or Xbox would have been accepted. So at this point, it's two to nothing in favor of Ace Hawkins. Now, Frodo, I got to let you say something. I didn't even hear it. It was like it cut out. Well, here's what it is. And I I was told by the Night Owl that I have to let you know. Very few people on the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge have been swept. Yeah. You are in dangerous territory right now, sir. I, I'm in totally, totally dangerous territory. I gotta, I know, I gotta I'm, one, I'm actually one of those people that have been swept in the WrestleTop Podcast Game Show Challenge before. So, at this point, let's go ahead and get our third question out here. Let's see here. All these questions I can ask. This individual was the last recognized cruiserweight champion before it was revived by NXT. Uh, No. No. This man was often recognized for coming to the ring with Fit Finley. Name it. Ladies and gentlemen, three straight falls. There you go. Is the winner, Hardcore Hoss? Would you go ahead and hit the victory music for Ace here? Ace Hawkins sweeping tonight's episode of the World Famous Wrestling. I expect Wrestle you guys to have that music prepared for when I sweep him on Saturday too. I was gonna say, is this, your, <laughs> is, is, is this what's gonna is this what's gonna happen Saturday that you're gonna that you're gonna take it you're gonna take it to him and and not and not give him any offense or anything? Correct. So so I, I, I guess I guess before we go, one, I want every I want both of you guys to uh, uh, shout out your social medias and all that on that kind of stuff where we can catch your stuff, especially Frodo. Frodo does his own music and he's got a, he's got uh, great great songs that come out. So let's let's talk about Saturday. How about we do this? 
I want your final thoughts on Saturday at the Broadway Athletic Club, and I want your social media. So let's start with Ace. Uh, my social media is just Ace Hawkins on Facebook. I'm not anywhere else. I don't have time for anywhere else. Um, my final thoughts are, I proved it last month. My, my final thoughts are the same thing as my opening thoughts. I proved it last month that I am unstoppable. I proved it every single time I get in the ring that I am superior. Frodo the Ghost. You're going to step in the ring with the ace that sets the pace. You're going to stand across the ring from the ace that runs the place. And then you're going to lay on the ground while that man puts his foot on your chest and is raised in victory, the MMWA three-time junior heavyweight champion. Okay, Frodo, final thoughts. (laughs) Final thoughts. What is there that I can say? Plenty of things that I can say. Ace, I'm going to pay you back for knocking me out with that belt. I don't need to hit you with that belt. I just want to own it. I just want to own the shiny thing. You understand? I'm after gold. I'm after glory. And you being a former champion such as yourself, of your caliber, and how many championships you have held, you're great. Ace, I will not take away from anything you've done. You are a damn great wrestler and a damn good competitor. But I am too hungry for you to best. <laughs> At Madness for the Goal, you're going to experience just that. Madness. Madness, Ace. <laughs> and the whole NMWA audience will be laughing with me. So smile for me, Ace. <laughs> and my social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Frodo the Ghost, Snapchat, Frodo the Ghost, all one word, Facebook, Frodo the Ghost-FTG. And uh, you can find my album, Crazy Not Crazy, available on all digital music streaming platforms from iTunes to Google Play to Spotify to whatever, whatever, all those other ones. You know, iHeartRadio, Pandora, it's out there. Get you that Crazy Not Crazy album today. And if uh, my music that I come to the ring to, my entrance music is featured on that album. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. It goes down this this Saturday night at the historic South Broadway Athletic Club. MMWA presents Madness for the Gold. Uh, it's, it features the Junior Heavyweight Championship Finals between Ace Hawkins and Frodo the Ghost. It also features the tag titles and the Heavyweight Championship up, up for grabs as well. So get your tickets tonight tonight because it's it's gonna be a packed house. I've been to Broadway the last couple of months and it's been sta- it's pretty much been standing room only the entire the entire time. So Ace Frodo, good luck to you both. Thank you very much for joining the Wrestle Talk Podcast family, and we will have you guys on again soon. Um, and good luck to you on Saturday and may the best man win. 
Thank you for having me, gentlemen. <laughs> Smile for me, Ace. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right there. Frodo and Ace Hawkins are going to be settling the score this Saturday for the MMWA Junior Heavyweight and, Championship. And, and, I, and I said all the title, all their titles are going to be on the line. Uh, they've they've also got in the main event. It's going to be Benjamin Trust gets a rematch against uh, the Butcher, Damian Blade. The tag team championships of uh, El Ride and uh, uh, Chris Exodus of Dragons Guild are going to take on Mephisto and PT Beckham. And in a grudge match. Ricky Cruz is going to take down Moondog Rover. And he put out a video the other tonight and said he's putting down the dog. He's putting down the Moondog. So I can tell you right now, that's one of those, Chris, that's going to be easier said than done. The Moondog is double tough. And I'm going to tell you right now, and this is going to be something that's going to surprise a lot of people. I have a feeling, and I'm going to go on public record right now, given things that have been going on recently, I see Saturday night a new MMWA heavyweight champion. I see Benjamin Trust. He's got too much momentum on his side. I see him taking the MMWA championship from the butcher, Damian Blade. And guys, we would be remiss before we take care of a lot of this. We got one thing that we got to talk about before we wrap things up here tonight. And we mentioned it right at the tail end of high spots. We wanted to make sure that we let our, our listeners, our viewers uh, be able to give their commentary as we go along here. And, and Hoss, hopefully we can come back to the question here. The question was, what do you take? What is your take on Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> and KO at WrestleMania? Hoss, I got to tell you, I'm throwing this one to you. You're going to be the one to start. Hopefully our technology issues have been taken care of. What are your thoughts about the whole KO Stone Cold situation? Well, you know, uh, one of the main questions is, what is it going to be? I don't think anybody really knows yet what it's going to be. Because the challenge was thrown out, and it sounded like um, a challenge for a match. But I know through reading a few articles and stuff that the uh, the what's been written down for WrestleMania has actually changed. And it actually changed from Stone Cold having a match to Stone Cold in a situation. Um, so... The question is, what is it really going to be? Uh, is it going to be Stone Cold just uh, appearing on the KO show and them getting into a skirmish there? Or is it actually going to be a match? And after watching uh, Stone Cold's reaction today, you know, yeah. I'm not sure, but right. I'm kind of expecting it to be uh, he's going to appear on the KO show and in stone cold fashion, he's going to end up stunning KO and leaving him lay as he walks off. I could also see, I can also, I could also see that other Texas wrestlers come out. Uh, maybe, maybe you'll see JBL. Maybe you'll see Booker T, Shawn Michaels. You know, you know, the WWE likes to get the legends involved in WrestleMania. Um, just kind of like, kind of like they deal with a, they're doing with a Pat McAfee. Uh, Pat McAfee is going to take on Austin Theory, and Vince McMahon is going to somehow be involved in that match. So, I mean, I don't know if I really want a close to seventy-five-year-old man wrestling, and and but of course we did just see Sting at Revolution. So, I mean, it's it's going to be good. I'm look. 
some people say they're not looking forward to WrestleMania this year. I am because it's really it's the biggest event of the year. You have to you have to look forward you have to look forward to it. So well, well, Chris, I got to tell you right now, regardless of whether it's a match or a KO show, I got to tell you it's going to be entertaining. That's one thing that we've grown to love about Stone Cold Steve Austin is the man is always entertaining, and KO just has that quick wit. A lot of people compare Kevin Owens to Steve Austin as to how quick that wit is. And I'm going to tell you, regardless of what happens, whether it's a match, it's an interview, it's KO show, whatever, it's going to be something that wrestling fans are going to talk about. And I'm going to tell you right now, WrestleMania is starting to take shape. And like I said, I you would have asked me that about a week ago. I don't know where I would have stood. But I'm going to tell you right now, WrestleMania is the showcase of the immortals. It is the grandest stage of them all. And the WWE always makes it a point not to disappoint. And I think well, this year, I, I think this year, with everything the way that it is, I think this year the WWE is gonna deliver. Just like the Russell Talk podcast delivered tonight. A great interview with Tim Miller, a face-to-face confrontation with Frodo and Ace Hawkins prior to the match this Saturday. We had a lot of great stuff to talk about. Uh, we talked about IWAP. We talked about the fact Dynamo Pro Wrestling will be coming back March 26th. Lethal Lottery, we're going to talk a little more about that next week. Uh, we're also going to have uh, some more great guests coming on the program here uh, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, pause real quick before we go. I know we want to thank our great uh, viewers who've been watching the show here tonight. Also want to thank our great sponsors, without who the uh, we would exist. podcast does not go the way that it normally would be. Everything Combat, King K at Arcade, Esports Bar Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, the host of our great website, Rathbun Engraving, the uh, host of those WTP mugs, Mithiesta KC Party Rentals, Noble Men's Barber Lounge KC, ask for Pete the Barber, and the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Gentlemen, I got to tell you right now, Yet again, this week, another great episode. We inch ever closer to episode 400. Guys, what would you say was the best part of tonight? Chris? I I think both interviews were great. It was great seeing, uh, getting uh, the lowdown from Ace and Frodo uh, about their big, their big, uh, and then about learning about Slam Buddies. I mean, the the Slam Buddies, they kind of take you back to the day when uh, WWE put out the Wrestling Buddy. You know what I mean? The whole, you know? So hopefully, hopefully people respond to that and and grab grab up their slam buddies of their favorite local professional wrestlers. That is true. And, and if you buy an Ed Smith uh, slam buddy, it won't chop you as hard. That is true. Uh, Hoss, uh, um, for tonight. You know, once again, it was just a great show all around. Um, enjoyed. Uh, listening to all the guests that we had and learning more about them. And, you know, I think the, uh, I think the wrestle talk family actually is really enjoying these, uh, face-offs. I, I think they're really liking those. And, uh, I, I think they're really something unique that, that we've been doing with those. So. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that would be one of the big things. Also being able to have a chance to sit down and talk with Tim Miller. And just to let you know, for those that were uh, making comments earlier on, we are working on the Tim Miller Road Stories episode here at the Russell Talk podcast. That's going to be one I'm definitely going to tune in, hopefully get a chance to be a part of. Um, like I said, it was a great show from top to bottom. 
Um, I have to say that it's always a pleasure being alongside you, Haas. Rodell, you and I have been friends for a long time. It's always great to be in the commentary booth, be alongside you here on the Russell Talk podcast. And, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, also, and apparently, apparently, I just got put something put on my calendar. The meeting between us and the, the I don't know if you've seen the email yet, but apparently we got to meet with the snitch sometime tomorrow or tomorrow or Thursday. So, oh my, uh, he wants to he want he's he's continuing to negotiate his deal to come on the Russell Talk podcast. Oh, I get you, I get you completely. Like I said, it's going to be another one of those wonderful long meetings that we'll have with the snitch's legal representation. I'm looking forward to it, but that's okay. It's kind of comes with the territory guys. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, also as a reminder, besides all the great wrestling promotions we talked about tonight, make it a point uh, on, I believe it's Sunday, uh, May the 1st. Let me double check here and make sure my date is correct. Sunday, May 1st, Midwest independent wrestling uh, hall of fame induction ceremony. Uh, we're hoping once again this year to have the opportunity to have um some of the inductees on the program this year. Uh, we're hoping to have them on in the month of April. Uh, again, great show from top to bottom, guys. Went a little bit over time. Most fans have kind of grown to expect us to go just a little bit longer than normal. But you know what? That's what makes the Russell Talk podcast such a great place to be every Tuesday night. If you have ideas, you have guest uh, suggestions, you have anything you want to share with the Russell Talk podcast, make it a point to follow us on social media. Uh, let us know. We're always willing to try our best to make sure we can get people here on the program that the, the uh, members of the Russell Talk Podcast family would like to uh, have here on the program. Guys, I got to tell you, it's been a great night. We're looking forward to this Thursday, FWWC, 7.30 Central, 8.30 East Coast, and then right back here this coming Tuesday. I believe next week the Night Owl will be joining us again. And I believe is is Dick Douglas out there with the State of the Union? We is Dick Douglas coming down from his ivory tower? Might be. I don't know, but we're going to find out next Tuesday, right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. For Luke Roberts, for Chris Rodell, and for Hardcore Haas, we want to say thank you for tuning in this week. We look forward to seeing you this Tuesday night. It's coming Tuesday night, right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Thank you very much, and have a great evening. <laughs> Thank you.